people today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Good morning. Breaking overnight catastrophe. Crews working around the clock to contain a massive oil spill off the coast of California. To see the environmental impact on our shore, to me, it's absolutely devastating. At least 126,000 gallons so far now washing ashore. Beaches closed, perhaps for months. Growing concern over the impact to wildlife and the economy and mounting questions over the initial response. A live report from the scene straight ahead. Home for the holidays, the CDC raising eyebrows with its new guidance, urging another season of virtual gatherings, even for the vaccinated. This morning, what Dr. Anthony Fauci is saying and the encouraging signs of a slow decline in COVID cases nationwide. The whistleblower, a former top Facebook employee behind the leak of explosive internal documents, reveals herself for the first time. Facebook over and over again has shown it chooses profit over safety. What she says Facebook did to purposely betray democracy. Her next stop, Capitol Hill, testifying before Congress this week. Rise and fall inside the dramatic collapse of Aussie Media, a company created to change the industry, now in turmoil over stunning allegations of fraud. A top executive impersonating someone else during a key meeting with potential investors. This morning, its CEO and co-founder Carlos Watson joins us exclusively. All that plus... Up, up, and away, a new competitor joins the space tourism race. If you were to stretch this entire balloon out, how big would it be? Tom, this balloon would fit a football stadium on the inside. A first look at the balloon that could soon carry you to the edge of space. Today, Monday, October 4th, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. It's Monday morning. So glad you're with us. Hoda's out this morning. But, Craig, I know you were up late watching that nail-biter on NBC. Yes. The return. The return it was. And, you know, Tom Brady went back to New England, and he delivered yet another win at Gillette Stadium. This time, though, his first as a visitor. But it was a close one, Esther, down to... One last kick. All right. Also, I had a set of today exclusives, including the story at the center of the media world right now. We're going to talk to Aussie CEO and co-founder Carlos Watson about the scandal surrounding the company and what's next. And then later, Hoda's sit down with Oprah and Maria Shriver. A very special conversation about their longtime friendship that a lot of people may not know about some Pretty big revelations there coming up. But we're going to begin with that major oil spill off the coast of Los Angeles. At least 126,000 gallons have already leaked from a broken pipeline, creating a potential environmental disaster that's already threatening beaches and wildlife and the economy there. NBC's Emily Iketa joins us live from Seal Beach. Emily, good morning. Good morning. Well, the spill happened just south of here, where there is now a health advisory urging residents to stay away from the coastline to not only avoid direct contact with the oil, but also the toxic fumes it's producing. 
This morning, a massive oil spill spreading off the coast of Southern California. Toxic globs washing ashore, putting local officials and wildlife experts on high alert. To see the environmental impact on our shore, to me, it's absolutely devastating. The leak originating from a pipeline connected to an oil platform operated by Beta Offshore, dumping 126,000 gallons of oil into the Pacific Ocean, now spanning 13 square miles. It's shameful. It's sad. It honestly makes me a little bit mad just seeing this. And the only thing I'm hopeful for is a true cleanup because this is bad. The pipeline company says the line has been shut down, but they aren't sure what caused it to fail. Divers investigating the spill a few miles offshore, while cleanup crews frantically working to limit the slick spread. But even the robust response isn't foolproof. I would say that this is going to be a sustained and longer term effort. The invisible toxicity of the oil and possible long-lasting effects, a major concern. That's what caused so much of the damage to the coast, wildlife and communities following the Deepwater Horizon spill in the Gulf of Mexico, the largest spill of oil in the history of marine oil drilling. It's still harming wildlife in the area over 10 years later. A steep toll officials fear we could see again. We've already received reports of Many, many animals being um, covered in oil, fish washing up onto the shore. Nearly a decade ago, the pipelines company modeled what a worst case scenario would look like. Roughly 3,000 barrels leaking into the Pacific. This weekend, that's exactly what happened. Those documents obtained by NBC News suggesting a spill like this could cause significant and substantial harm to the environment. The truth of the matter is, if we drill, we will spill. It's just a matter of when. The pipeline is located about 100 feet below the water's surface, making it difficult for divers to pinpoint the source of the leak. We're told the pipeline was inspected just last week. Savannah? All right, Emily, thank you very much. Now to the fight against COVID and yet another sobering milestone over the weekend. The U.S. death toll from the virus now surpassing 700,000. And even though cases are declining, experts are still advising caution and already warning about the holiday season. NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer has the very latest. Miguel, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. The numbers are trending in the right direction. Many states, COVID deaths and cases or in hospitalizations are all down. Now, this comes as the New York Times says Johnson & Johnson could ask regulators this week to authorize a booster shot for its vaccine. Still, there are 70 million eligible Americans who remain unvaccinated as more mandates go into effect. And now a new concern about the holidays and family get-togethers. As COVID cases decline nationwide, down more than 20% in the past two weeks, this morning, sobering words from Dr. Anthony Fauci about in-person gatherings during the holiday season, just a few months away. It's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrate on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months. The CDC advising the safest way to celebrate is virtually, signaling people may need to be apart for the holidays once again. The new holiday guidelines also urging outdoor celebrations and noting that Americans could drop holiday meals off at loved ones' houses from a safe distance, drive around their communities and wave to neighbors from afar and even have virtual dance parties. The CDC also noting those who are unvaccinated should not travel. 
The focus now, vaccine mandates. American Airlines, JetBlue, and Alaska joining United in requiring vaccines for their employees. And this morning, hundreds of teachers in New York may not be allowed to return to work as new mandates take effect. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor denying a last-ditch effort to block the mandate after Friday's 5 p.m. deadline for all New York City employees to get vaccinated. I may have to do this, but it goes against every single thing. I will never stop fighting for my co-workers who won't do it. And now California may become the first state to require a COVID vaccine for its six and a half million school children. Once the FDA approves the vaccination in different cohorts, starting with 12 and above, grades 7 to 12, we will begin to apply uh, that requirement in the next term. Amid that new CDC guidance on holiday gatherings, a recent poll found 54% of people intend to make vaccination status a factor when making plans for the holiday season. Half of those who are fully vaccinated say they're hesitant to attend gatherings with other unvaccinated family members or friends. Craig and Savannah, back to you guys. All right, Miguel, I'm Air Force. Miguel, thank you. In the meantime, a former Facebook employee turned whistleblower is set to testify against the social media giant in an explosive Senate hearing tomorrow. She's accusing the company of putting profits ahead of public safety and says she has the documents to prove it. NBC senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson's on the story this morning. Hi, Hallie. Good morning. Savannah, good morning. That whistleblower has revealed herself as an employee who left the company in May, now blasting her former employer for what she says is a dangerous disregard for safety and pointing to their actions before the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Explosive new allegations this morning from a Facebook whistleblower. Facebook over and over again has shown it chooses profit over safety. Francis Haugen, a former Facebook employee, coming forward publicly for the first time on 60 Minutes. She says after the 2020 election, but before the January 6th riot at the Capitol, Facebook turned off internal safety settings meant to combat the spread of dangerous misinformation. Some of the rioters used Facebook and other social media networks to rally support for the insurrection. As soon as the election was over, they turned them back off or they changed the settings back to what they were before to prioritize growth over safety. And that really feels like a betrayal of democracy to me. Haugen, armed with tens of thousands of documents from when she worked at the company, points to a 2018 change to Facebook's algorithm, which determines what specific content shows up on your feed. She says since more people click on posts that make them angry, the algorithm incentivizes hateful and divisive content. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site They'll click on less ads. They'll make less money. Facebook now launching an intense defense. A sweeping assertion that the violence or, that happened on January the 6th can be explained by social media is a, is a, is a woeful simplification of the much wider divisions mm. in society. An internal Facebook memo obtained by NBC News says while the company rolled back some of its emergency measures after the 2020 election, it kept others in place. And a company spokesperson says to suggest we encourage bad content and do nothing is just not true. Since 2016, we've spent $13 billion on safety and security. We have 40,000 people working on safety and security. And I've seen the constant iteration on product and improvements that we've made along the way. Haugen has filed a whistleblower complaint with the SEC, and she will testify in front of senators at a hearing here tomorrow. She says she hopes to encourage new, tougher regulations on Facebook. 
Savannah. Hallie Jackson, thank you very much. Meantime, President Biden is entering the week with new uncertainty over key pieces of his economic agenda. Intense negotiations are expected among Democrats after infighting over the White House's trillion-dollar infrastructure bill put a House vote on hold. NBC's Kelly O'Donnell joins us with the very latest on all of it from the White House. Kelly O, good morning. Good morning, Craig. President Biden plans to turn up the pressure on Congress today to act on some key priorities. First, time is running out on protecting the country's good credit. He wants them to swiftly raise the debt limit. That needs to be done to, to avoid the country's default. And while he will give them more time to resolve differences on his big spending proposals. A new week brings a new self-imposed deadline for Democrats. October 31st is our new target date. That date set in a letter from Speaker Pelosi who writes, we will and must pass both bills soon. The Democratic infighting has had more tricks than treats so far, failing to pass the president's promised agenda of infrastructure, climate, and social programs. Everybody's frustrated. It's part of being in government. Moderates are furious. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema called it inexcusable and deeply disappointing that House progressives refused to vote on the $1.5 trillion for roads and bridges until a separate, much larger bill on climate and social programs is ready. After his Friday visit to Capitol Hill could not resolve his party's impasse, the president plans to hit the road. I'm going to be going around the country this week making the case why that's so important. What's clear, that $3.5 trillion bill for climate and social programs will be reduced. Moderates want no more than $1.5 trillion. But progressives, who have shown their clout during negotiations, must consider ways to reduce the size or duration of their plans. So it's going to be somewhere, you know, between 1.5 and 3.5. And I think the White House is working on that right now. Because remember, what we want to deliver is childcare, paid leave, yeah. climate change. While Republicans argue that Democrats' spending will hurt the economy. Every time this bill changes, it changes in the direction against the taxpayer in for big government socialism. The president is expected back here from his Wilmington home later this morning, and the White House says he will travel to Michigan tomorrow to promote his agenda, and other stops could be added as well. Craig? Kelly O'Donnell from the White House. Kelly, thank you. Okay. Hey, rain was part of last night's game, too, so a lot of that. You can see it's finally moving out of Boston, but this is all part of a system that's pushing east and going to be a slow-moving front that brings storms from the Gulf all the way up to New England today. Locally heavy rain flooding possible tomorrow. That system will continue. Heavier rain down through the southeast on into the Gulf. We could lead to some flash flooding. Rainfall amounts anywhere from two to four inches from Mobile, Panama City, all the way up into the Carolinas. Carolinas and parts of Tennessee. And as far as temperatures are concerned, we got summer still hanging on in the plains from Fargo to Denver, Minneapolis, Des Moines, out to Chicago's temperatures, five to 10 degrees above average. Tomorrow, more that warm. Billings, mid 80s, Cheyenne, 77, Green Bay, 71, Cleveland, you'll be into the 70s. And then as we get into the late week period, we're looking at temperatures still fairly mild from New York City in the mid 70s, mid 70s in DC, Cincinnati, and into the low 80s by Friday in St. Louis. And the, I hit my, my watch, I hit my hand, and my watch thinks I fell. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I'm okay. You can't get up. I did not fall. Someone I'm okay, Apple Watch. <laughs>
Always watching. Oh, it's always watching Monday. Do you always have that I might fall alert on there? Well, you know, because I might. His age. You guys are a mess. All right, guys. I'm about to get a cramp, but I'm going to wait till after the show. Okay, coming up, a Today exclusive on a new option in the great space tourism race. Forget a rocket. How about riding a massive balloon to the edge of space? Tom Costello with an incredible inside look at one company's new option, complete with Wi-Fi, a restroom, even a bar. Sign me up. I was like going to say, that's the, that's the route I'd take. Also, it's the biggest story in the media world right now. The rise and swift collapse of Aussie media amid allegations of misconduct and fraud. Its CEO and co-founder, Carlos, Carlos Watson, is going to join us live to talk about what happened and what's next for the company. But first, let's see today on NBC. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back 7.30 on this Monday morning, October 4th, 2021. A bit of a dreary start. A little rain here in New York City. Not stopping the, the plaza crowd, though. We're going to get outside in just a bit. Yeah, we see you, University of Arizona sweatshirt. Bear down. Got a busy half hour starting with a Today exclusive in our ongoing series, The New Space Race. Yet another company is planning to launch paying passengers to space, or in this case, the edge of space. But instead of using a rocket, this ride is going to happen under a massive balloon. That's right, a balloon. And who else got an exclusive tour? Of course, Tom Costello. Yeah, he's at the Worldview Spaceport in Tucson, Arizona. Tom, a lot of folks may find this more appealing than a rocket ride. It's a gentle entry to the edge of space. Yeah, and that is why they are planning to build thousands of balloons all over the world. Behind me, that is the parafoil that will help slow the balloon's descent as it comes down from 100,000 feet. The exclusive announcement this morning, you can start buying tickets today. This morning, the countdown is on for yet another tourist view of Mother Earth and beyond. But this one is different. Instead of riding a rocket, this is a slow ride to the edge of space, inside a pressurized capsule hanging beneath a massive helium balloon, now laid out at Tucson's spaceport. 
If you were to stretch this entire balloon out, how big would it be? Tom, this balloon would fit a football stadium on the inside. That big? That big. That's what it takes to take 10,000 pounds to the stratosphere. That's 100,000 feet up. It's not space. Passengers won't go weightless. But the view will be spectacular inside a first-class cabin, complete with massive windows, Wi-Fi, even a bar and restroom. Ryan Hartman is the CEO. What you'll be able to see at the edge of space is the curvature of the Earth against the backdrop of space. So that means you're going to be able to see the stars in broad daylight. You're going to see the full curvature of the Earth. Release, release, release. A very different trip than the rocket rides that Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic and Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin are selling. Oh my gosh. Actually going to space for about three minutes at a cost of nearly half a million dollars. The balloon trip with eight passengers and two crew members will last up to 12 hours, starting at $50,000 per seat. Already 250 people have pre-ordered tickets. No spacesuits, it's a shirt sleeve environment, so just like you're in an airplane, will be comfortable, and uh, no spacesuits or special equipment are required. The vision? To launch passengers from seven sites. The Grand Canyon, Australia's Great Barrier Reef, the Saharan Desert, the Amazon Rainforest, Norway's Aurora Borealis, the Egyptian Pyramids, and the Great Wall of China. Nearly 3,000 balloons a year that can only be used once. To do that, the company is making the strongest balloons possible. This tape here, this is critical, right? This is what holds the balloon and gives it strength. This is what holds the balloon and gives it strength, but it is also what carries all of the weight from the balloon. You're confident this can hold 75,000 pounds to the edge of space? 100% confident. Returning to Earth, a GPS-guided parafoil takes over, guiding the capsule to a precise location. This is kind of the magic of your system. It's one of many uh, magical components of our system. The first flight's lifting off in about two years. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. This company is not new to balloons. They've been using high-altitude balloons for years to do really high-altitude surveys and data analysis, crop surveys. But now they're working with the FAA to take passengers to the edge of space. It's your hometown. I'm telling you, Savannah, they're waiting for you. Back go, to you. Go Tucson. I love it. I mean, you always find the most fascinating stories. Yeah, Can't man. believe it. Great minds there yeah. in Tucson. Of course, we spelled Tucson wrong, and that's going to go on our permanent record there in Tucson. <laughs> we spelled it wrong? Yeah. T-U-S-C-O-N. It's T-U-C-S-O-N. I know, but the folks in Tucson will definitely notice. We just lost it. It's gone. It's gone. It never happened. Thank you, Tom. Tom, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Up next, Aussie Media, a company created to shake up the world of news and information, now in turmoil oil over stunning allegations of fraud. We'll go one-on-one -on -one with its CEO in an exclusive interview live right after this. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.
We're back 738 with In-Depth Today, and this morning we're taking a close look at the stunning fall of Aussie media. The once glittering digital media startup has now reportedly shut down after reports of a strange conference call and increased scrutiny over the company's business practices. In just a moment, we'll talk exclusively to Aussie CEO Carlos Watson, but first, NBC Stephanie Gosk joins us with more on, on what happened. Good morning, guys. You know, since its founding in 2013, Aussie Media scored tens of millions in funding from investors who believed the company could reach new audiences. But reports of misconduct by one of the company's top executives have prompted questions about what exactly was going on behind the scenes. Aussie promised to be the new and the next, a media company aimed at a younger audience with slick content curated for social media, especially YouTube. The effort was led by CEO and former MSNBC anchor Carlos Watson, who wooed some of the most recognizable figures in business, politics, and entertainment to be guests on his show. What's going on, Carlos? How you doing, my guy? And speakers at the company's buzzy annual gathering, OzzyFest. Great to be here at OzzyFest. Ozzy's leaders also got eager investors on board, touting a social justice push. Particularly in the wake of the national protests over racial injustice last summer. Want to end up supporting people who you think are pretty unique and different. Carlos is that. I think Ozzy is that. But Ozzy's glittery facade soon came crashing down after the New York Times, citing four anonymous sources, alleged Ozzy's COO, Samir Rao, impersonated a YouTube executive on a conference call with Goldman Sachs, a potential investor. Goldman executives believed they were hearing about Ozzy's success racking up views and ad dollars on YouTube from YouTube itself when it was allegedly Rao. The executives began to grow suspicious when the voice on the phone sounded digitally altered, according to the Times. The Times reports that after the call, YouTube's security team began an investigation, and YouTube's owner, Google, alerted the FBI. It was part of a pattern of deceiving investors, advertisers, the media, all sorts of people about what was going on at that company. Watson called the Times reporting a hit job and blamed Rao's actions on a very personal mental health issue. But just days later, prominent staff members quit, investors began pulling out, and Ozzy's board of directors reportedly announced the company was shutting down. Neither Goldman Sachs nor Samir Rao responded to our request for comment on that alleged phone call, and neither Google nor the FBI responded to requests for comment on an alleged investigation. Craig. All right, Stephanie, thank you. Joining us now exclusively, Carlos Watson, Aussie Media's CEO. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for coming in. Let's let's start with the status of Aussie as we sit right now. Reports that the company shut down on Friday. Is that true? Is, it, is the company shut down or are you still open for business? You know, we're going to open for business. So uh, we're making news today. Uh, this is our Lazarus moment, if you will. This is our Tylenol moment. Um, last week was traumatic. It was difficult. Um, heartbreaking in many ways. And at the end of the week, we did suspend operations with a plan to wind down. But as we spent time over the weekend, we talked to advertising partners. We talked to some of our readers, some of our viewers, our listeners, our investors. I think Ozzy's is part of this moment. And it's not going to be easy. Um, but I think what we do with newsletters, what we do with TV shows, original TV shows, podcasts, and more, I think has a place. Let's talk about this phone call. I mean, did, did you know that, that your partner, the co-founder of this company, was going to impersonate a, a YouTube executive on a, on a call? Yeah, no. And it's, it, it's sad, and it's, um, it's difficult. It was wrong. Um, obviously, they figured it out very quickly. But and here's the thing. Someone would wonder, perhaps, I mean, you, you're on a call with Goldman Sachs. You're trying to score $40 million in funding. Mm -hmm. 
Why, why were you not on the call and how did you not have any knowledge of, of the call? You know, part of the fundraising process, you end up talking to a lot of people, okay. and I'm not on every call. And there are lots of these reference calls that happen. They, I think, probably ended up talking to three, four, maybe five uh, of our references. They also talked to members of the team. They talked to some of our other investors. And so there are a fair number of things that are involved, and you're not a part of all of them. But over a three-month period of time, I spent a lot of time with them as part of the process. As you know, there, there could be some serious legal implications yes. with regards to, to that call. Have yeah. you heard from the FBI? Have you heard from law enforcement at this point? I, I definitely haven't. But, but here's what I will say. Um, uh, that's a tragic situation. It's horrible. Nothing good about that at all. I am grateful, though, that Goldman didn't invest because that would have been the worst of all. And several months later, to Goldman's enormous credit, uh, they stepped forward and began a new advertising partnership with us. And so I think part of that was a recognition that as tragic and not OK as that was, that the larger company, Ozzy, has done some pretty special things when it comes to premium content, forward-looking content, and really a diverse set of audiences. Let's, let's talk about the company for just a moment. I mean, you're announcing that you are, in fact, open for business. But it's not just that phone call. I mean, there, there were reports that uh, Ozzy had been inflating numbers for years, digital traffic numbers. There were billboards in Los Angeles that you had to take down after Amazon claimed that you were making claims on those billboards that weren't entirely true. Uh, your, your show on, on, on YouTube, uh, you, I guess, said it once point that the show was going to be on A&E, but it wasn't going to be on A&E. Why would anyone trust Carlos Watson moving forward? Yeah, uh, great question and fair question and heartbreaking question because I'm used to people trusting me. I'm the son of teachers. You've known me for yeah. a number of years. We've interacted in a variety of ways, and I once worked here at NBC uh, as part of the MSNBC family. I think here's what I would say. Last week, I got some incredibly bad advice. I got advice from some crisis communications folks to go silent. I should not have done that. What ended up over the next week was some half-truths, um, in some cases, some real things that we did uh, not well and that we should have done better and different, and we will own them. We'll own them around data, around marketing, around other places. But, but I wish I had stepped up. I wish I had engaged. And part of my reason of being here with you today is to engage on those things, including some of the things you mentioned. Let me take the A&E thing as an example. Originally, we did conceive of this show for A&E. We've had a two-year partnership with A&E. We've done shows for A&E, for Lifetime, for the History Channel. And originally, we talked to them about it. They moved too slowly on it. We notified them that we weren't going to do it there. We were going to move it to YouTube. The gentleman who you mentioned and who was part of yeah. that story knew that we had moved it to YouTube. And yet, and yet now comes forward and says, I didn't know, I didn't know. Of course he knew. Okay. Let's accept that as fact. What about this, this Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne uh, at one point? I mean, that's a, that, it, but but yep. you said that yep. they were investors. Yep. Sharon Osbourne last week on CNBC said she never, she's never met Carlos Watson. So what's true there? Um, so it's true that she hasn't met me, um, and it's true that um, as a result of her suing us, so she sued us over the name OzzyFest, which right. is our music and ideas festival. She had OzFest. The agreement was that we were going to give her shares in the company. And the way I think about it, I think the way a lot of people think about it, if you own shares in a company, you're an investor. Now, she may not have liked that word, and let's be really clear. I'm not going to raise money by telling sophisticated people that Sharon Osbourne's an investor. No smart investor is going to okay. say, oh, great, you got Sharon Osbourne. So I think I said that clearly in the cases there. But again, Craig, what I want to say is that the last couple of days gave a lot of people a chance to take cheap shots. And again, that's not to say that there aren't things that we could do better. We need to do better on data. We need to do better on marketing. I think there's some things we could do better on leadership and culture. Let's talk about data for a second. Have you ever paid for digital traffic? Uh, like everyone, 100%. And, you know, this is such a good conversation to get into because guess who else pays? NBC. NBC advertises on Aussie. 
NBC advertises. But not, not to get into the weeds here. Sure. Uh, one of the knocks over the last few days is that Ozzy had spent millions of dollars buying content that pops up that, that you can't escape, that's popping up behind your browser. Is that true? I, I don't know about that. But, okay. but, but, here, but here's what Ozzy does. We are unwilling to take our smart reporting, our terrific videos, our really good podcasts, and let the algorithm decide who gets to see it. Why should we do that? Hang on one second. If we want to make sure that really interesting young audiences see our good work, whether we're profiling a young Amanda Gorman, a young Trevor Noah, a young Issa Rae, or other folks, sure. I think it's smart of us. HBO does it. Spotify does it. Uber does it. You definitely say, I want this audience, and you've got to invest in marketing to do it. Before I let you go, I want to ask you about something here that's, that's personal to both of us, yeah. because following the, the racial justice protests um, last summer, there was um, a call for advertisers to spend lots more money with black-owned media. You got some of that money, and over the weekend, I talked to some folks who are pretty annoyed um, that, that you got millions, and they really didn't get anything. Do you, do you feel some sort of way that, that perhaps... Maybe you shouldn't have got as much money from advertisers. Well, why would I feel that way? Well, I mean, I, I mean the I mean, business I mean, collapsed I, last week, I, Carlos. I, the business is... You've, uh, you've look, got 90... You, you raised almost $100 million, and what do you have to show for it? Um, what we have to show for it is five newsletters, a dozen TV shows, either on the air, on Hulu, Amazon, PBS, BBC. We won an Emmy last year, as you know. The, the four we, episodes here, uh, I don't know. Sure. Uh, six podcasts, including Cracking the Top Ten, and three festivals. You know, the top so it's not a house of cards, because you know, you that's, know that's been the claim over the last week. And, and Craig, you, among others, know what a horrible thing that is, and you know how slanderous that is to do that. And when you saw people start to put my name in league with Elizabeth Holmes, who never had a real product, who raised, from the, who raised billions of dollars, when, again, we have five premium newsletters that goes out to millions of people, a dozen TV shows, including winning an okay. Emmy, right? That's not a house of cards. And so, look, we're back. It's not going to be easy, but I hope if people who's, now... Who's backing you? If, who's, if people, who's, who's if people, funding the... If people now know the name, if people now know the name Ozzy, O-Z-Y, yeah. I hope they'll sign up for our newsletter. Of course. Yeah. Who's, who's funding you right now? Can you tell us that? I can't. Who's no. on the board? Um, myself, Michael Moe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Carlos yeah. Watson. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming in Thank and answering you. the question. CEO uh, Carlos Watson from Ozzy. Still had Hoda's powerful conversation with two women who've been friends for over 40 years, Oprah Winfrey and Maria Shriver. Their refreshing takes on life, overcoming its challenges, aging, and a lot more. The first, these messages. Welcome back. We say good morning, Carson. Good morning, everybody. We're going to get into pop star in just a little bit. Plus, Jenna says hello to comedy icon Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> And let's say you're going to see Jerry in a brand new way after that. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Cannonball! Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.